Matt and Monty weren't quite sure what they were going to do with their lives. So they moved to Pemaquid, a village on the coast of Maine, a couple hours south of the Canadian border. There, they settled in as apprentices at the carpenter's boat shop. They had finished college and culinary school and weren't sure what their next steps should be. More school or going straight into the workforce. Puzzling on these possibilities, they chose the seemingly secret option C, discernment. They moved into this small community of 15 apprentices and master builders where they paid nothing and were paid nothing and received free room and board. As a community, they lived with the Benedictine principles. They worked with their hands, building beautiful boats. I met Matt and Monty at a church back in New Hampshire when I was in college. They were in their late 20s by then and just enough older to show me more of the road ahead. I remember hearing about this choice of theirs with awe and curiosity. Well, apart from the yoke that steers us in a particular direction, continuing in those well-worn paths our world has generally set before us, Monty and Matt sought space and wisdom. They, They chose room to discern what a meaningful life might look like for them. And they set out to learn anew. Matt and Monty's story sprang to mind these last few weeks as I've wrestled with this idea of the yoke. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, Jesus says. Come to me, you who are weary. Come to me, you that are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest, he promises. It sounds so good. And far flung as this yoke imagery is from most of our daily lives, I think the good news of it all hinges on this one short phrase nearly hidden amidst the comfort. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The yoke and the learning, they go together. The Gospel of Matthew is sometimes called the teacher's gospel because more than the others, this gospel puts real emphasis on teaching as being central to Jesus' work. In this telling of his story, he's, he's constantly teaching and urging the disciples to then go out and teach. He stresses the need for them to understand first, to gain wisdom, so that they can then go out and share this truth. A primary way for him to share this wisdom with us is through this seemingly unconventional educational tool of the yoke. 
I don't generally think of God, or myself for that matter, as an ox. To be honest, this, in this mechanized world of ours, outside of reading a couple of specific children's books, I, I don't really think of oxen much at all. But remember with me. The yoke that Jesus refers to is a massive piece of wood, carved and sanded and polished just so, to fit comfortably over the shoulders of a pair of oxen. It's fastened around their necks, connecting them as if becoming one. Together, they can pull a heavier load and be guided on a specific path. Where one goes, naturally the other must as well. Being joined by a yoke is an intimately physical way of coming alongside another and sharing in the work. Jesus takes this accompaniment a step further. Taking on his yoke and being joined with him is how we will learn. This yoke of Jesus, then, it can look like a return to the way of apprenticeship. Jesus doesn't say, okay, memorize all these teachings and practice them by yourselves and then take a qualifying exam. He says, come with me. Be yoked to me. Learn from me. The learning happens in the body. I think this is why I've been thinking so much about the carpenter's boat shop and their commitment for more than 40 years now to lift people into new life by way of apprenticing. By their own self-understanding, the community shares that they provide a rare opportunity to hit the reset button on life for free. They explain that whether your ambition is to work in a boat building or a woodworking trade, enter the ministry, take time to heal from the loss of a loved one, transition into retirement, or simply evaluate the trajectory of your life, the Carpenter's Boat Shop offers a supportive community within which to learn and grow. No previous woodworking, sailing, or community living experience is required to be accepted as an apprentice. For both the carpenter's wood boat shop and for the way of Jesus, you don't have to know what you're doing when you begin. You don't need particular credentials. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't need any money in your pocket. You just have to be willing to show up and walk alongside one who has already lived this wisdom. You just have to be willing to learn. It's tempting to think that the disciples had a wild advantage sitting at his feet, learning from Jesus himself. And surely it must have been a wondrous thing. But I doubt any of them put on a literal yoke with Jesus, joining his every step. 
Instead, what I hear from him is the insistence that his wisdom is embodied. It's learning that has to be practiced, lived out, and refined with the guidance of one who knows this way. And so, separated from the person of Jesus by a couple of millennia, we can get creative in retracing his steps, in deciding to ride shotgun with him, in taking on his yoke and walking along his path through this world. Joined with him by this yoke, seeing what he sees, moving toward the places that pull him in close, more and more we may find ourselves sharing food with those who have been cast out, offering healing to those the world has left destitute, gathering with the meek and the poor and the poor in spirit. Aligned with his gaze, we may find ourselves turning to speak truth to power. We may recognize the need to retreat into the wilderness. Yoked, we may bend down, serving one another humbly, even washing feet together. Monty and Matt learned how to build Monhegan skiffs and cat spa dinghies that year in Maine, which is wonderful and maybe wasn't the ultimate goal. It didn't become their life work. But while they were learning to build boats, they also apprenticed with master community builders, people who over decades had honed the art of working and living and praying and playing together as a group of remarkably disparate people. The Carpenter's Boat Shop teaches apprentices how to work with their hands, yes, and also how to live well, fully integrated in community. They show in all aspects of life how the wisdom that makes life both possible and good is to be found in practice, one alongside another, watching, trying, working it out together. Sitting with these stories, with the images of boats and yokes swirling in my mind, I wonder if the invitation is to find someone who has been practicing this way for a long time, to search for that person who has learned the way of Jesus until it has seeped into their bones, this love trained and instilled as muscle memory. What if we humbly ask to apprentice with them, to learn their ways, which are, of course, God's ways, to walk together, even just for a time, even from 10 feet apart, or even if it must be over Zoom right now or through handwritten letters, whatever is necessary to learn this wisdom by intentionally practicing it together. This yoke of Jesus is easy. This burden is light, not because there will not be huge obstacles and great work to do, not because there won't still be naysayers and division 
and heartbreak and all the rest he's warned us about. This yoke is easy and this burden is light because it's a way of learning. Expansive and life-giving, full of light and possibility and built squarely on the foundation of this master teacher, asking not that we have it all figured out, but simply, simply that we be willing to study, that we be willing to practice, that we take on the role of his apprentice. 